Hey, welcome to Late Night with Larry. I'm here with my co-host, Vince. Vince, give me a shout out. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another installment of your favorite podcast. That's right. Late Night with Larry. So before we get started, we want you to hit that subscribe button. You know how to do it. You've been hitting it all your life. That's just one more. Do it. Hit it. Hit That's it. That's right. Anyway, before we get started, we're also going to do our toast to you. And you can contact us if you've had a haunting, a sighting, a ghost story, uh, anything, a UFO. You know, we want to hear from you. Or, or Any, something passed down to you. That's right. Uh, it, it could be. It don't have to be firsthand. It doesn't. We just want your story and we want you to come on the show. Um and you can do that by emailing us at late night with Larry 55 at gmail.com. All right. Well, it, well, last last episode we did chicken blood. What what is this? Oh. Oh, that's all right. Yeah. It, this this one must be uh the artery because it spurted. Yeah, this is uh straight from the heart. There it's you Ronnie go. Ronnie James Deal. It's Ronnie James Deal straight from the heart. Here's to you people. Peace. Oh, good stuff. All right, so we're going to get back on our favorite topic, which is Bigfoot, Sasquatch, Yeti, Yowie, whatever you want to call them. Forest brother. That's right. <laughs> uh, protector of the forest. Um, right. So I was telling my brother that I was watching a, a documentary, and it was free. It was on Tubi, if any of you want to watch it. And... Uh, they were talking about the different Sasquatches throughout the world and how uh, they are truly different. Right. Same same type of behavior and same type of creature, but different. The the footprints are different. The ones in China have more of a when they step and leave a print. It's more of like a, a I guess a primate footprint right. is how we would say it uh, because it has the small. Uh, foot that could grip around a tree as to where the Sasquatch have a uh, kind of a normal footprint and uh, only a lot larger and it was interesting that even the Yeti's footprints were a little bit different though the footprints that they found up in the, the Himalayas, uh, Himalayas in, yes in Tibet you know uh, I, I've seen a special on the Yeti well actually I've seen several right. and to me their footprints they almost look deformed Right, but but it's just the way the foot. Maybe it's because they adapted to the higher terrain, and that's the kind of foot you need to walk up there. And 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 that you you hit you hit it on the nose because they were talking about even in like China because of the terrain, and where they're living. Even the Scots squatches here, some of their feet have to bend. And they don't bend like a human foot to grip the terrain so that they could grab and go up steeper areas than right. we do and, and possibly climb trees and spend time in trees. Right. Now, uh, one uh, characteristic uh, amongst the, the Bigfoot here in North America, Canada, Alaska, and uh, this has been pointed out many times, it's one way to pick out a fake, is you have that mid-tarsal break. That's exactly so, and And also about. on the end of the foot, they said there's a bone that sticks out. Right. So, but, you know, we, we our feet are arched. Right. The Sasquatch have flat feet, but it, it bends in the middle. It, it, it does. And what they were saying is like how our foot will bend and we hit our toes, that theirs kind of stays flat and 
in in they gave the name for it and I, like i've always said i'm bad i should be taking notes but there's bends all the way and that's why they were saying when they looked at the patterson gimlin film the way patty walked and that's why because of how the bone bends in right. in, in the toe that's called the mid tarsal right break. and when they took it to the russian scientists because people in america were saying oh that's that's a fake the russian scientist said wait a minute there's something here that creature walks like it's cross-country skiing and that's the reason why so patty walks like she's walking through deep grass Although there is no grass, that's their normal stride because right. and, of and the tarsal break. And we walk pretty much straight-legged. That's they right. They walk with their knees bent. That's right. And and they say that's, ours is more relaxed. That's why we, we'll stumble on just even an inch difference in the sidewalk. We, we'll stumble and fall, but they won't because of how they lift. Right. And not only how they lift and their trailing foot, how it's more of a 90 degree in ours, right. like maybe 45. 45. It, it was interesting how they brought that up. And, and I knew that, but the way they broke it down was just so much more interesting. It, it made more sense. It, it made me more of a believer. And I'm like, uh, yeah, that makes sense. And then I went back and I watched the Patty footage and I'm like, they're right. They're right. Right, so right, right, right. It's it's the the foot, and you know it's. I mean, come on, look at that video. Now, I, I uh, if any of you are familiar with Thinker Thunker, he has his own Patreon page, so go support him, or else he still does a few on YouTube. Now he did one on Patterson Gimlin, where uh, I don't remember his name, but this gentleman claimed to be the one in the suit, so he did comparisons side by side. And one thing that will always debunk is the body proportions. Right. Now, the human uh, the human leg is like 20% longer than the human arm. Right. And with uh, the primate, like a, a chimp, the the arms are like, I don't know, it's it's crazy, like 26% longer than the feet or the legs. That's right, because they, now, they hang below the knee. Right. And now the Sasquatch, there's only a, like a 5% uh, the legs or the... Legs are only 5% longer than the arms. Right. So he did a side-by-side -side with this gentleman who claimed he was in the suit with Patty, and nothing lined up. Their shoulders didn't line up, their elbows, their knees, nothing. So right. how does he expect us to believe that? Is he in a suit that uh, alters his <laughs> his body? Well, and, and there again, when they did like high definition of the Patty Gilliman film, I mean, even the old footage, you see the definition of the muscle. And then they enhance it, and I've seen film like we talked about in previous episodes where they remove the hair and the muscle tone. How how can you say that's a fake? Right. I, I mean, one other thing that they brought up in this documentary is they were going to Russia and, and seeing the the Russian Yeti, the Russian Bigfoot. And there's a video that a, a dad and his son are out in the forest and. Mm -hmm. And they see it, and it kind of, and I'm sure many of you may have seen it on YouTube. It kind of hops through the forest, and then it just drops on all fours, and it takes off. And they were saying that's typical of all these type of creatures, the Yeti, the Bigfoot. That's how they, to gain speed and gain ground, they don't run on both feet totally. To really get 
traction and movement, they drop to all fours and they hightail it. And, and if you've seen chimps and gorillas, they do the same thing. That's right. And and that could be one of the reasons why people see them and then they're like, oh, they're gone because they dropped all fours and they hightail it. Right. If you see it from 100 yards away, you're going to see it standing up. But once it drops, especially in the forest, you're going to lose sight. You're going to lose sight of it. It could be shrubbage. It could be the the terrain. But, yeah, you will lose sight. And that's why they're like, it disappeared. Right. And one thing that stood out is after the father and his son filmed it, they uh, the dad said, we need to take this to a TV station right away. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Lo and behold, they're going to say it's a fake, of course. Um, right. I just don't understand why they don't want to come out, the government, and say that this creature is real. Right, but one sure way, like I said, is the body proportions because they don't lie. They don't. <laughs> and, uh, well, you brought up an in interesting fact from that uh, documentary you saw about the Sasquatch coming over the, the Bering Strait, the, Bering the Strait, land bridge. The land bridge. Now, uh, there's been a lot, um, I guess, what are those big elephants? They've come over. Uh, uh, the woolly mammoth? Woolly mammoth came over. Yes. Uh supposed to be the Sasquatch because in another show we saw they found chimp DNA or primate DNA we'll just say that right and there's no primates in North America none. no known no known none now another thing that was brought up and and I was telling you about in this uh, documentary is the audio so there's some experts that look at audio and there's a database out there on the internet that you could type in the, the type of animal you're looking for, and it'll shoot you all these different audio types, who recorded it, when they recorded it, and what type of creature it is. So they gave examples. They did a coyote. They did a bear. But when they put in the Sasquatch, the the howls and, and the whoops, when you hear the whoop, that in the forest, so they said, well, what's that related to? Well, they tied that to there's a type of uh, baboon in Africa, and I forgot the name of it, but it does that same exact whoop, and they put it in an analysis and in a spectrogram, and the, the waveform is exactly the same. And people said up in Canada, up in northern Washington, and wherever else we've recorded Bigfoot whoops, there's no baboons there. Right. But it had the same characteristics as this baboon. And they showed a little bit of footage of this baboon calling out to others going, whoop, whoop. And it was, it was amazing. I said, that's exactly what I heard on the Sierra sounds. Right, right. So right. that leads me to think that these creatures are part primate and part human. Now, where, where does the big question is, where does a human come in? They they kind of brought that in and they, they were thinking, you know, because we used to think that Homo sapiens sapien was the only creature on this earth. And then, of course, the fossil chain said, no, we have uh, Neanderthal. We, there's like 10 different types of sapiens that walked this earth at one time. And they're thinking somewhere in there, it's not evolution. It just may be crossbreeding, and it took. It's. Well, I can't explain. I don't know. It's it's uh, they're so similar. 
I mean, I, I, I don't know how DNA works, but maybe it can take it. There was maybe there was close enough similarities. Well, I think I think it can take uh, because of the experiments that were done right. in Russia and That's whatnot. Right. And I just seen an article that they recently did do a mix of human DNA with a primate. Right. And, and that this was like two weeks ago. Right. Um, but we, we don't know. I mean, look, they say Lucy was started the evolution chain and yet she was totally primate. But yet she was about five feet tall. Or no, no, no. Lucy was what? She, four? Was, she was small. She was like four foot something. Four? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So a creature that's walking bipedal like that and you're a Neanderthal or whatnot, you come in contact with this tribe and your tribe, your wanderers, eight, ten of you wandering, eight, ten of them, you may interbreed. Right. And, and who knows? I'm just saying the possibilities are out there. I don't dismiss them. Right. Now, let's get back to the land bridge. Now, we all know that everything in North America came across the land bridge. Uh, we know that life started in Africa. Right. So uh, I'm, a lot of people don't believe this theory, but a lot of the Native Americans came over the land bridge. Right. They're following the food. That's right. The, uh, the, the game trails, I mean, and that's what it is. You follow. And now that you say that, not only did they follow the food over the land bridge, they did it all their life as they lived on the plains right, here. Right. They followed, and the natives will tell you, they pack up the teepee, they're nomadic people. Wherever the buffalo went, they went. Wherever the deer went, they went. Wherever the elk went, they went. Similar to the way the nomads still live, like in Tibet or Mongolia. Right. Now, these creatures, these Sasquatch creatures, they live in the forest. Why? It's in their DNA to follow the food. Why would they not? Right. Now, now, like we've talked about up in certain parts of Hamas Mountains, Colorado Mountains, no one hunts anymore. So there's abundant game. Yeah, you're going to have people say, oh, I go hunting every year. No. Did you get drawn this year? No. Back in the day before we had areas that you could hunt and you had to draw, they limit the hunting. Back in right. the day, maybe everyone did go out and hunt for their food source, and they competed with the Sasquatch. That's not the case today. Right. They give X amount of tags to go hunting. If you get one, you get one. If, if you don't, you don't. And most of us today are not the primitive hunter that knows how to be quiet and wait. We go up there, we drink beer, we get all fucked up. And, right. And, uh, and you use, they use vehicles. They go scouting on vehicles and scares well, they, they scout them. They see where the herds are. Then uh, they go park over here and wait for them. That's basically hunting now. But uh, I'm not saying everybody does that, but that's... I, I mean, that is it. a big one. But even the vehicles and the smell, you're going to send them in the wrong direction. Right. Now, let's get back to the footprints for a minute. Now, we ha we know the North American uh, Sasquatch has is distinctly different footprints. Right. Now, I, we know there's some hu human DNA in there. <clears throat> now, is another reason because uh, our, our forests are different than the jungle... There's no need to climb as much, so their environment kind of changes the footprint. And the and foot. I, I could say yes. I'm not a big believer in evolution, but I do believe you adapt to your environment. Um, I don't think that we human beings came from chimpanzees. I don't think that type of evolution exists, but I do believe in environmental evolution that 
you will adapt to the environment in your surroundings and and your body may change over over not just over years over millions millions of years decades and hundreds of years right that you are going to get some subtle changes uh for instance uh some of the mountain people that in the mountains of mexico they're they're shorter but their legs are like logs their calves are thick but that's because they carry tons not tons but several hundred pounds of weight on their back right up the mountain just look at the sherpas they've adapted to the higher evaluation elevation elevation and and now uh their dna they have something in their dna they link back to neanderthal right that allows them to breathe and function better and higher elevation and where we cannot we can't no no if we go climb mount everest we need oxygen but yeah look at all the animals that live in high areas like that they don't need oxygen look at the sherpas that pack up the supplies right good example they they carry it they they're not asking for an oxygen tank they're telling you hurry up they're laughing at them yeah they're like hurry up you're like oh you your lung capacity you suck right and and that that's all about the environmental changes and and that type of uh evolution i do believe occurs because it's true i mean let's just take the united states for example people that jog on the beach in san diego and california there's more oxygen they could run further right when they come up here they can't run as far because the oxygen's thinner now us we we experience that yes we we grew up here uh when we joined the military we started running with the recruiters and stuff then we went to california at sea level it was actually a little easier it was yeah that's that's what i was getting to so all our life we've been running in this type of environment thinner air because we're at a higher elevation and when we went to boot camp they're all huffing and puffing and we're we're like really oh already yeah. <laughs> and like and and i even partaked in some of the fruit of the forbidden knowledge yep the uh what do you call it uh let's just say we smoked weed when we were younger yeah. <laughs> there's many words for it now that's, we could say it now because it's legal that's right anyway yeah you know me as being a high school student being an 80s rocker growing up in that area i smoked weed but yet when i went to boot camp i was like are you kidding yeah and, and you know in, in the later years of high school was the time i experimented smoking cigarettes right we did that too <clears throat> although that didn't last very long because right. that just wasn't for me and i'm just saying no no it wasn't for me either i'm just saying even in our lifetime we could see that there's subtle changes in the human body depending on where you live well there's um actually we we talked about how long it takes that evolution but i think in some cases it don't even take that long just look at the change that we've seen here and we'll just use our country for an example uh now i remember when we were young going to our great grandparents and they were already old you know they they would eat bacon grease every day beans tortillas and they were tough they were stout they lived to be close to 100 years old and and now look at our society now uh the the food has changed us we they we eat a lot of processed food technology has changed us um these people wouldn't survive a day back then no and and here's the other thing about them they had to get up early and they had to actually go out and work and earn a living not only earn a living or if you <clears throat> did your own animals and you, so i'm saying uh, husbandry to, right 
husbandry. They had to get up early, feed the pigs, the cows, everything, the chickens, and then still go off and, and do another job. If you weren't a regular farmer, let's say you're just living out in the city because the cities ain't what they are today, and you have chickens, a few goats, a cow, and a pig, you go. You got to get up. You go milk that cow. You got to go feed the, slop the pig, feed the chickens, everything. So you're up before the sun. Right. And then you still go off and do some more other work because you got to support your family. Right. You come home, you got to clean up after these animals. And then you eat your dinner and you go to bed and it's all over. There was no time for TV. There was no time for your internet staring at your iPhone. It, it was a different lifestyle. And that is what made them live longer because they were stronger. The right. bone, their bone structure was stronger. Now, Nowadays, now I still have some friends I work with. Uh, they live in the rural, rural part of New Mexico. They uh, they have their own animals. They have uh, cows on the on the mountain. Right. Uh, they have sheep, goats, whatever. And uh, they get up early to feed the animals and do the chores before work. Right. And I always give them a hard time. I said, you ain't a cowboy. You're just a rhinestone cowboy. And they're like, <laughs> no, I'm a real cowboy. <laughs> you're right. I'm like, no, because you're not a real cowboy because you work. That's just a hobby. It is a hobby. <laughs> and, and, you know, just looking at it in that perspective, I could see how these creatures would adapt to in their environment. And the footprints are different which was interesting and I never really thought about it till it was pointed out. But yes, there were five different types of footprints for these creatures around the world. And it made, when right. all said and done, it made sense to me. But what really was so cool was when they took the uh, baboon call yeah. and tied it to Sasquatch calls. Now the difference, the baboon call in Africa was a lot higher. Whoa. And the Squatch call was identical. But it was a lot deeper, lower. No. You could tell it was from a much bigger. Well, that's what I was going to say. A bigger creature. A bigger creature that that wasn't just maybe two and a half, three feet tall. Now it's funny because we talked about the land bridge and how this ties back to Africa, uh, and that's where bamboos, bamboo, baboons are. And not only that, you we talked about this before uh, uh, a documentary where uh, they were. There was some Sasquatch vocalizations, and uh, this lady's husband from Af an African tribe right. understood part of the language. Uh, and, and that's another thing. They do have their own language, and they were saying, we may think it's gibberish and, and stupid, but they do. And they proved it because they were out there, and, and they did it with the wood knocks. Uh, what's that little... Uh, it's a listening device that you put headphones on. and A parabolic mic. Parabolic mic. They used a parabolic mic in one of these expeditions. And uh, the guy said, this is where they're always at. So when they enter the forest, they said, we can't hear them with the human ear. But with the parabolic mic, the minute they entered the forest, they, they could hear them. They're flanking them. And they could hear subtle wood knocks. So they said, okay, let's reply. They did a wood knock and they got two back. Pow, pow. It, it was it was subtle, but the parabolic mic picked it up as to where the human ear did not. So they said, the minute we enter the forest, they know we're here. They're flanking us. They'll right. follow us. Right. Now, that reminds me of uh, the first time I took you to the spot. Right. There was subtle wood knocks. You didn't hear, but I heard them, and I caught them on my phone. And they're, they almost sound just like clicking. And that's another thing. Some of the... Some of the 
It went from subtle wood knocks to rock clicks, click, click. Right. So they started clicking rocks, like click, click. And they they did like two, three clicks, and they would get responses. But the, the human ear didn't pick them up. The parabolic mic did. Right. Now, getting back to the footprints, they said there's five different set of tracks. Yes. Now, I know uh, there's the Yowie, Yowie. Australian Yowie. Now, I'm not sure about those footprints. I don't know if I've ever seen those. I have. I've seen them. And there's a, there's a guy on Facebook that supposedly uh, has constant interaction. He calls them his Yowies. His name's uh, Brad Kidd. And he's on my Facebook group. Well, I'm on his Facebook group, uh, Big Bigfoot Now. And uh, he's always posting pictures. And they're pretty good pictures. He says, look behind me. Here's my Yowie. And I'm like, damn, all right. And uh, But he's always out there interacting with them. Right, right. And uh, when we go out there, the more we go out there, that that's when more things happen. It and is. I think, I honestly think they get used to us being there. And, and somebody even threw that at me. He's like, well, you guys go out there so much, they must know you. And, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say, yeah, if, if we're in that area, I mean, we, we carry a, our... Our constant stent is, you know, that's our right. stink from us. It's we, never going to change. like beans and tortillas. That's, and for us, <laughs> it's never going to change. That's our DNA. Just like God, dogs could tell different people from the scent, this is our scent. They could probably pick it up and they know. It, they're they, back. They're back. So, and, uh, you know, we go out there and sometimes we have a few beers. Maybe that's why that time, maybe it was a beer bottle they threw at us. They're like, here, take your trash. Maybe, maybe, okay, no, but, but we don't leave trash. <laughs> no, we don't. Um, we we love the mountains. We love the forest. And mm-hmm. we strongly believe in you pack it in, you pack it out. That's right. Respect the forest, man, because the creatures up there. Right. Not only the forest, respect the earth. It's Yesterday was Earth Day. It was. Well, for us, it's, well, I'm, I'm not going to say anything where I work, but it's Earth Month, people. <laughs> Either of us. Right. But, but anyway, getting getting back to the footprints. Now, we got all these different kind of footprints. The ones in the, the Himalayas, the Yeti's different. The ones in Russia are different. They, now, they did. now did, they, did they specify, because I've seen several documentaries about the ones here in North America, how they differ. They do. Now, they do. Now, let me tell you about that, because the, the ones in China are a lot of primate, and they're like, yes, these, look at the terrain where they live. Now, just so you know, if you could go on and you'll see China has dedicated two statues, a, yes. a, a juvenile kissing an adult. Now, that's... They have a sanctuary. That's somewhere. their sanctuary. The Chinese government, if they catch you in there trying to hunt them or kill them, you're going to disappear. Right. That's their sanctuary, and the Chinese government has given them this robust amount of land for them to wander and to live. They recognize them, and you can't fuck around in that land. Right. But here in the States, we want to hunt them down. We want to do everything. But back to the question, yes, the footprint for the North American ones, um, who's the, the, he's always on the, documentaries and he works at the Iowa State University. Oh, Dr. Meldrum. Meldrum, yes. Dr. Meldrum was, he was predominantly on this documentary and he showed the difference because if you look at the bottom, yes, there's an arch, but it it's like bone separating it too because it comes to, from the arch, it comes to a point like 
kind of like an arrow. And he is saying that this is also what helps them manipulate their terrain without being heard. Right. Now, right, right, because you could... Yes. You could basically grip the ground like they do a tree. Right. As to where our feet are flat, we're going to crunch, crunch, and they could just like quietly move along. Right. Now, another point I I wanted to get at was uh, I've seen two different kind of prints here in North America. Now, the theory is uh, you got the Bigfoot and the Sasquatch. Now, the Bigfoot is more, they said it has more human DNA. Right. So it's more of a human footprint where the Sasquatch are, they call them the true giants. Their toes are more spread apart. Now, now I think I addressed that in one of our previous episodes to where uh, some of the natives said, that, and their tradition is, the Bigfoot's lower level. They grow to about seven, eight feet. Right. The Sasquatch, they're the higher mountain dwellers, and they'll grow to 12, 13 feet because they're up. And, right, and they're the ones with the more spread toes. And that's why I take it back to as you go higher elevation, gravity's less. Right, right. Now, now, yeah, that's they're both theories, though, because we just don't know. We don't. We, we, we don't have one in custody. We don't have a body. It's a theory. But I'm going to take... We, we do know where there are some in Gallup, though. Yes. Oh, we do. And if you want, we'll... We'll film them for you. No, you, you pay us a quarter, you could feed them. That's right. Ah. <laughs> you who are listening, who know that, know who we're talking about. Yep. Anyway, just like the native has always said, the the larger ones, the Sasquatch, they live up in the mountains. They're, they're the bigger ones that grow to 12, 13 feet. They're the true giants. Yes. And the ones that are bottom dwelling, those are the Bigfoot. They grow to 7, 8 feet. And... I believe that's true. Yeah, I, I, I believe it to a certain extent. Um, well, here's just, why just I like believe one, it. Just Them, like the one with human DNA, yeah. but you were like me. I, I got to see to believe. I do, but let me interrupt you because people that have been like in the higher mountains, like Mount St. Helens, they're like the ones we've seen were hella big. Yeah. Hella big. Just like the ones in Alaska. Right. And the ones we've seen down here lower, like where we just go camp with family, they're about seven, eight foot tall. Right. Now, just we'll take it back to the uh, that documentary we saw, uh, the guy from Canada. Oh, uh, uh, what the hell was it called? <laughs> Remember, but there was the... Yes. They were big. They were big. Well, he, he's out there in the high mountains. Right. And what is his name? Uh, Todd Standing. Todd Standing, yeah. Expedition, now, not, not Expedition. It's, it's a but, fine... No, Knowing Bigfoot? Or no. See, we're 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 bad at it. No, we're we're good. We're just we're getting old. Our memory slipping. That, that's right. That's right. It's 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 not Alzheimer's. It's, it's, it's young knowing Alzheimer's. Bigfoot or something like that. Uh, in search, of, uh, discovering Bigfoot. Discovering Bigfoot. Discovering Bigfoot. But he has some pretty good uh, good footage, and uh, you know, like everything, you got to take it with a grain of salt. Is it true? Is it for TV? But. And, his his documentaries are really good. Here's my thing. I want you to watch that documentary, and I want you to watch when he's in the high country, when he's filming the big male, alpha male, who has his back turned toward him. Watch how big that creature is. Yeah. It blew my mind how big that creature is. Because after the creature leaves, he's he shows from the same angle... And he shows how big it is compared to him. And he has to jump just to where and, the, the and shoulders are. And he's he's six like 6'2". Yeah. 
And he still, I was like, so that creature, I, I kid you not, that creature was at least 12 foot tall. At least. At least. I was like, holy shit. If I came across a creature like that in the high wilderness, I would probably lay down, curl up in a ball and cry. Cry, mama. Yeah, I, I would uh, I would try to back out of there and, you know, hey, bro, I get I, it. I'm out of here. And here's the thing. Most people do back out. Uh, and on this documentary, it talks about people that have seen them and encountered them. And they said when it stepped out, they were up in the high country hiking and they were going to set up camp and they get rocks start getting thrown at them. And they were like, well, well. But they said they started saying, okay, this is happening too much. Wherever they would go, three, four feet in front of them, big rocks would get thrown. And they said, well, what's going on here? Who's throwing these rocks? So they started to get alarmed and get worried. So they went back to the camp and rocks were thrown at them. So they said, let's let's pack it up. They packed up everything and they were going down. As they were going down the mountain, rocks kept getting thrown in front of them, kind of like saying, leave. So one of the campers turned around and looked, and the creature stepped out. He said, when it stepped out, he said, that's when they all turned around, and they hauled ass down the mountain. But here's the thing. He said, when it stepped out, I knew I had a gun in my backpack. He said, I reached in, I pulled it out. He said, but once I started looking at it, I forgot all about my gun. I forgot I had a weapon. He said, all I wanted to do was get out. Right. I was so frightened just by from what I saw. So that tells you these creatures are so big, they're going to make you either poop your pants, fill your britches, or you're going to get out. Well, if, if that ever happens to us, they're going to get a dose of lazy karate. That's right. <laughs> and for those of you that don't know what lazy karate is, mm, we're going to have to take you back about 30, 40 years. <laughs> <laughs> Not just a... A thing we used to do. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it, it's a family tradition. Yeah. Any, anyway, that's what we wanted to share with you tonight. And if you guys are interested, this episode, this documentary, it's on Tubi. Right. Um, and we got a lot more to say about that, but this is just part one. Down. It, it, it is. And now what I'm going to do is I'm going to go back and do my homework because I, 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 I want to bring you guys the exact information. But you'll, you'll find it if you watch the Tubi uh, documentary. And what we're going to bring to you next time is I heard that Hulu has a new documentary. Now, the uh, the reporter that does this documentary, I want to give a shout out to him because he was working for the Santa Fe New Mexican. He's from New Mexico people. So if you watch that documentary on Hulu, you're watching someone from New Mexico that believes in Bigfoot. Right. And I'm going to let him tell you his story because I watched it. It's interesting. Just so you know, he's from New Mexico. Maybe he's been to the Hamas and he knows they're here. It'd, it'd be nice to get in contact with him. And because he's a New Mexican. Yeah. He, if, and if he listens, he hears us. We want you to come on. Right. And uh, maybe we could get in contact with you. No, because we're New Mexicans. I am going to get in contact with him. There you go. So that's something to look forward to. That's right. And he has a new Hulu documentary called, I think it's just called Sasquatch. And it's on Hulu. Check awesome. It. Awesome. Check it out. We'll all check it out. How about that? I'm going to check it out. And then and we'll 
report to you. That's right. We'll do the homework for you. That's right. But you could do it to fact check us. That's right. But the cool <laughs> thing is, this guy's a New Mexican. Because that's near and dear to our heart and our home. That's right. We're here in New Mexico. We see the Bigfoot in right. New Mexico Highlands. And uh, New Mexico don't get a whole lot of credit. Uh, it, it's not what you would consider a hot spot. There, well, maybe, because there is a lot of uh, sightings but a lot of undocumented undocumented sightings because I, I've talked to so many people and, and people who are willing to talk about it have either had a sighting or they know somebody who has. Try it. So we're going to bring that to you. Right. You can bet on it. And hopefully we'll bring him to you so he could tell you. I'm, I'm going to work on that. I truly am because that would be a guest speaker that just... And even if we have 100 listeners, I don't care. That's going to be great. Anyway, that's what we wanted to bring to you tonight. And we always thank you for listening because you are what it's all about. Because uh, you rock. How about that? That's right. All right, people. Thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us once again. Peace out. And we will see you next time. Try it.